Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and today we are talking about Inside Out, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Max and Descendants. So right now we're speaking with Mia about Inside Out. So how are you today, Mia? I'm good today. It's a great day. That is good. So can you tell me a little bit about Inside Out? Because I've, I, ever since I saw the trailer, I really wanted to see this film. Yeah, this film is great. So it's about this girl named Riley who moves from Wisconsin to San Francisco with her family. And it's about how her emotions support her and confuse her at the same time. That is true. With everything, because it sounds like, I mean, with you and with the trailer, it sounds a lot like, you know, different personality. It's like she has bipolar, but she's not, but it's in her head. So it's it's really interesting how, you know, to see how it plays out. So how do you like the overall production? Well, the overall production was amazing. It's now one of like my top favorite movies from Disney and Pixar. It was just so incredible, realistic, and I'm glad you liked it. What about the writers? I mean, Pete Docter, who made the story, and Ronald Carmen adding the different emotions into this film. How did you like the writing? Well, the writing was incredible. It totally made sense. Like, nothing was confusing. It was also very funny. Like, a lot of the characters had some very funny moments. <laughs> and, you know, since this is a film about different emotions and different, like, you know, heights that you get through in different situations in your life, who was your favorite kind of, like, emotion person? Well, my favorite emotion was disgust. And I why was that? Well, some I relate to her sometimes because she's kind of like sassy like me and she's funny and she just has a great personality. And it's cool. I mean, you know, I haven't seen this film, but it looks like each emotion has its own at different situations. You can find, you know, them being a charge because that's the emotion that's most used for, you know, this situation or that situation. So it's cool how they all kind of get their own kind of space in this film. Mm-hmm. How do you think the voice actors portrayed their characters? Oh, well, they were amazing. Sometimes I forgot that it was even just regular people voices, that it was actually really that character. And they had, you know, like that special tone that really fit their attitude. Yes. And I always, I have respect for people who do voiceover and you can't tell that it's them. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, I've seen, you know, some films that it's like you find out who's in it after watching the movie. And you're like, they're in that? I, didn't, I never do that. So I love yeah. how, you know, people change their voices from like crazy to like not crazy or not crazy to crazy. <laughs> so what about the actual storyline? Were you able to, you know, was it interesting? Was it, you know, how did you like that storyline part of this film? Well, the storyline, I think, was better than some other Disney films that I would say. It was, like, not hard to follow, and I could totally understand it. It was some sad, happy, crazy, funny moments, and it was just the whole movie overall was just incredible. I'm glad you liked it. And what about the comedy? Was there any comedy that um, really stood out to you, or...? Yeah, um, there was a lot of comedy from, like, anger and, well, a lot of the emotions. And it was just regular toned, and then it was just, like, bam, funny. And it was just, I heard a lot of laughing in the audience when I was seeing this film. 
Yeah, it's good to be in an audience and then like have the laughter around you, which kind of like helps with the film because it's like everyone's laughing. I should be laughing as well. Yeah. So is there anything that you would take out or put into this film or is it okay how it is? Well, most of it was just fine for me. But at the end, there was this one part that would kind of ruin it. So I'm not really going to say that I would think that they should have put in it. But it wasn't really like stopping anything of for me to not like it. So I think most of all, it was pretty good. And what aspect of this film did you like the most? I mean, you know, the anim- was it the animation or was it the voiceover or how much? I mean, what did you like the most about this film? Well, I really loved like how they animated this. Like it was so realistic and you could just see how those characters could really be in your mind. That is cool. <laughs> you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, And today you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking about Inside out, me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Max and Descendants. So right now we are continuing to speak with Mia about Inside Out and we were just speaking about what she loves most about this film. We were talking about the plot line, the voice, I mean the voice actors, all that different type of stuff. So Mia, how many stars do you give this film out of five? Well for me, I'd give it a five out of five star. It's like one of my favorites now. It was a really good film. Yeah, I love seeing movies with kids first, and it's like, you see them, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is now one of my favorite movies. Like, um, The Longest Ride is now one of my favorite movies, and hopefully when I watch this, it'll be phenomenal and awesome and fantastic like you say it is. Yeah. So which scene is your favorite, or do you have a favorite scene? My favorite scene would kind of ruin the movie, so I think my second favorite scene (laughs) is when the whole family sitting down for dinner and how all of their emotions are reacting through the people to the other characters and how the emotions were trying to react while joy wasn't there. Oh, I will have to look for that. And did you find any messages in this film or? I think the moral to this film was of course like the usual teamwork working together but also that you don't always have to be happy. Like, you can be sad, too. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, so many people think, oh, well, you always have to, you know, keep this smile on your face. And a lot yeah. of times people have fake smiles on because they just they just aren't happy. And I think there's a time for everything. There's a time to be happy. There's a time to be sad. It's just I don't think you should dwell in, the, in, in being angry and being, you know, sad and negative. I mean, there's certainly times for it. But, I mean, situations kind of call for that emotion, but I never think you should just dwell in it because then what good is that to just stay in a, you know, negative and um, sad emotion? Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And what age range do you give this film? Do you think it's for younger children because it's an animation or do you think that, you know, older kids can watch it as well? I'd say around 3 or 4 to 18 because it's just a likable movie to all ages. Like, it's a cartoon and it's funny for, like, a lot of the younger children. But it also has some, like, good contact and reaction. So for, like, older people to like it. And it's just, it reaches all the ages for me, I'd say. Well, that's good because I'm about to see it. So it's good to know that I will be in there enjoying myself. And something that I love is music. So can you please tell me about, you know, the soundtrack or something that stood out to you in that aspect of this film? There wasn't like a big soundtrack or anything like in some of the movies like Pitch Perfect or anything. But it was almost like fit 
so you wouldn't really notice it as like a big soundtrack song. It would just be like, like if it was super sad or really funny, like when there would be a small soundtrack, it would just be like yourself telling you that it's like happy or sad. Like, Yeah, it's kind of like helping the scene along with whatever emotion it's trying to, I guess, convey to the audience. Mm-hmm. And along with that question, kind of, not really, <laughs> um, do you think this film could go on to, you know, a sequel or, you know, sometimes they do prequels, like how it became this way, or do you see it going where, going anywhere else other than this film? Oh, yeah, I could see a lot more, like, sequels and before this. There's a lot more that they could do with this because it ended up well, but they also had so much that they could talk about more. It's just... Well, it's a good topic that they started off with, so they have so much that they could do. So it's like, you know, it could go on to sequels and all those different things, but do you think it's good standing alone as well? Well, yeah, it would be very good standing alone, but I also really want to know more. <laughs> it's See, that's what a film is supposed to be. It's supposed to be like, oh my gosh, I need to know more. Sometimes they give you more, and sometimes they're just like, sorry, you get no more information, and you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Is there anything else that you like to say about this film? Like, you know, you really like the the visuals. I mean, the visuals looked amazing in this film. Mm-hmm. Just everything looks so realistic. I forgot that I was even in the theater. And this movie was just great overall, so you should definitely go see it. But it also, like, reacts to the audience. When the moments were sad, there were a lot of people I could hear sniffling or, like, crying a little or when it's funny laughing a lot it's just great well i'm glad you liked it so much and i'm glad this film kind of got you know emotions out of people that's always a great thing for films to do well mia thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about inside out it's in theaters now guys so please check it out let's take a break i'm your host brianna hope from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. 
We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. So right now, we are going to be discussing uh, my new favorite film, and we have with us Brianna. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. How are you, Raven? I am doing very, very well. Uh, So the film that I am talking about is Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, uh, which is a new brilliant film about sort of a coming-of-age movie. Uh, it's just really amazing. So, Brianna, I'll stop my rambling and let you tell us a little bit about it. Of course. I just wanted to say, uh, um, before I saw this film, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, um, <laughs> This film is about a high schooler, Greg, and who's played by Thomas Mann, and he's kind of in every little nook and cranny in high school. Like, he's not getting too close with people, um, but he's kind of friends, acquaintances, whatever you want to call them, with everyone. So it, it, he's kind of found a way out of the whole, you know, usual, oh, well, you're with this group, you're with that group, and he kind of steps out of that, steps out of his normal, um, when he befriends a newly diagnosed leukemia girl whose name is Rachel, um, played by Olivia Cook. So him, Earl, and his, no, Earl, who is his co-worker slash friend, you know, that whole drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greg and Earl, played by RJ Kyler, kind of get into this, you know, life in this world that they never really understood and never thought that they'd be a part of. So it's basically their journey throughout life. I absolutely adore this film. I think it is so refreshing. Like, it's not every day that you find a high school movie that, like, accurately reflects what it's like to be in high school and be a teenager. And I feel like this movie was, like, so honest and raw. And I just, I thought it was amazing. Um, So what did you think about the acting and the cast in this film? Because that is something that really stands out to me. (laughs) Well, I just... Okay, when I was watching this film, before I watched this film, obviously, I was I did this acting class, and she would take scenes from, you know, future movies, future TV shows, and while watching this film, like, lines sounded familiar, and I was like, where do I know this from? And I realized that I did, like, a couple of scenes from this film in acting class. Oh, so seriously? 
I was like, what? And, and, you know, and while I watched it, I was like, I did none of those choices. Like, that was none of mine. And that's, you know, probably why she got it and not me. I mean, it's not like I auditioned for it. It was just really cool to, you know, see it from that perspective and, you know, the perspective that everyone wanted to see. Um, you know, Thomas Mann and Olivia Cook, who is awesome and amazing, mm-hmm. um, and RJ Kyler, I think them as, like, this triplet people, they were really good together. They they kind of reacted off one of each other, acted off one another very well. Mm-hmm. But my favorite in that little trio group is Olivia Cook because she just, I don't know, she brought emotions from me that I didn't think that I would get from this film. Yeah, I think the the main three characters are incredible. They work so well together. I love Thomas Mann. And normally he's in, you know, a lot of comedies or not super serious roles. And I think being able to see, like, his talent and his variety in this film was incredible. And then um, R.J. Seiler, this was actually his very first, like, anything that he'd really acted in ever. His first feature-length film, which I think is incredible. He definitely has a very long, bright future ahead of him. And then Olivia Cook is just amazing. She's in The yeah. Signal, which is another one of my favorite movies. And then Bates Motel, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but something that really stands out to me is the supporting roles. We have uh, Nick Offerman, who plays Greg's father, who I love. He's in Parks and Rec and a ton of other uh, movies. And then there's Connie Brighton, who is amazing. She's in Nashville and American Horror Story. We have Molly Shannon, who plays Rachel's mom. There's Matt Bennett, who was in Victorious way long ago. Like, there's yes. just such an amazing... I thought he was so funny. Oh, my gosh. I just think there's such an amazing cast, and they all work together, and there's not a single character who felt out of place or was yeah. boring or anything. So let's talk a little bit about the visuals and the cinematography in this film, because that is by far my favorite aspect of the movie. I I really like how it's like... it. it I think it boiled down to, I think, three or four different types of, I guess, film, you could say, because obviously there's live action. And then at the beginning of the film, it's it's animate, well, claymation. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's, you know, the, I mean, there's so many different things in this. Yeah. Film. So it's good to see the different things without it being like confusing, because it's some films it goes, it tries to incorporate the storyline into like the changing of scenes and the changing of, you know, how it was, you know, shot. And it makes it confusing. But I love how this film is portrayed because, you know, they do make films and they do make all these other different things. And I like how, you know, if they wanted to make the film look older or, you know, more rustic and more earthy and raw, they did that very, very well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all the changes and all of the, I guess, kind of naturality to all of them, if that's a word, it's probably not, but you know what? (laughs) The naturality to this film was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about Inside Out, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Max and the Descendants. Uh, So right now I'm talking with Brianna about Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, and before I move on, I just wanted to quickly get back into sort of the visuals and the cinematography, because um, I got to talk with the director of the film, uh, Alfonso Gomez Rejon, who is incredible. He also worked with American Horror Story, which is my all-time favorite TV show ever. And and he, he worked with cinematographer uh, Chung Hoon Chung, and he said they really worked together to try to make, you know, every location and every set sort of a character of its own. You know, they tried to have the school be a character in the film, and, you know, um, obviously Rachel's room at the end of the movie was mm-hmm. a character in itself. And so I think that's very 
cool to me, especially the way they set up their shot sequencing and camera angles. There was not a single shot that was boring to me because every single shot was either like a really long, like one continuous shot panning or, you know, really interesting zooming techniques or the angles were very interesting. And so I think that was really cool that they didn't just take like the typical like two shots or wide shot. You know, and then um, as Brianna was saying, uh, Greg and Earl, they make films, they make sort of parodies of really classic films. And that was something that was cool because almost every film they did had a different style. So I really feel like Me and Earl and the Dying Girl is almost like an ode to cinema and filmmaking because they incorporated so many different styles. Uh, So do you have a favorite character or favorite scene you care to talk about? Um, Well, which one would you like me to say? Either I, one. Either I one. Oh, okay. See, now I have to choose between saying... Or both. Do both. Do okay. both. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll do both quickly. My favorite character is Rachel, played by Olivia Cook, because one, I don't know, I just love her in this film because especially when, you know, she she spoke about how, you know, and I'm ugly and I didn't think it would be this hard and, you know, I never was actually pretty and I didn't, it didn't bother me, but I thought it'd be easier being like this and everyone, you know, oh no, you're pretty. I I don't know. I love that scene with her. Yeah. It's very emotional. Yeah. It's emotional and it's raw and it's just, it's, she's very vulnerable. I can see that she's vulnerable. So I love her because of all of that. And I like how she feeds off of Thomas Mann because it's like, you know, this whole, Delia where it's like what's going to happen and my favorite scene would have to be when um well at least one of them when Thomas Mann or Greg is in class and it's kind of like a a joining scene like part of it is is my favorite scene and then part of another scene is my favorite scene but anyway um (laughs) It, Thomas Mann is like, yeah, your your soup, your soup, <laughs> your soup has drugs in it, and they're like, what? And he's like, I don't know where. It, it was the only thing me and Earl ate together, and he was like, except for this um, cookie that we got from this drug deal. And that moment, I could see it in his face. So he's like, funny. Oh, I'm like, that makes no like. How could you not realize that before? But then thinking about it, I didn't even realize it. Yeah. So. I don't know, that scene and then, you know, when they actually eat the soup and they're all like, ah. So funny. (laughs) That scene was so funny. I was like, what is going on? And then he, yeah, I thought that scene was super funny. So talk to me a little bit about the relationships in this film, because something that I love about this film is it's, it's a love story, but it's not a romantic love story, you know, like it's, it's about the love of friends and the love of family and the love that you can share with someone without having it be romantic. And I think that is so refreshing because you never see a male and a female lead that are strictly friends for the entirety of the film you know yeah and and I know like with a lot of the films I've seen it's like yeah they had to have a you know romantic it's like an action movie and it has to have yeah, a romantic like it has to have that sort of you know yeah so I'm I under I completely understand and I cre- and I completely agree with you that it was refreshing to have it just be friends and mm-hmm. and I love the little sequences where he's like you know if this was a romantic story you know we'd probably make out and you know everything would be okay and then she does you know all these different yeah. things but he's like but it's not so yeah. I you know I like that about him and um, I kind of forgot the question that you, that you asked. <laughs> no, no, you you nailed it. Um, so really quickly, would you tell us uh, what how many stars you give this film and who you would recommend it for? Um, I give this film five out of five stars because I, I really liked it. I liked the 
um, the natural aspect of it. I, it, I don't know. It really was refreshing to me. Um, yeah. And I give it 13 – not 13. I give um, the age range 13 out of 17 because there was profanity and there was um, a little bit of sexual references. So just be mindful of that, young children. <laughs> I full-heartedly agree with you, and I definitely recommend this film for ages 13 and up because I think adults will love it as well. And I think even if you're not a teenager, you can still find something to relate to. I think this True. film is a masterpiece. It's beautiful. So make sure you check it out. Uh, it is in theaters. Uh, so thank you so much. And Brianna, thank you for talking with me about our favorite movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, for Kids First Coming Attractions. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. 
and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have just finished speaking about Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which is a wonderful film that you guys should check out. And we are now talking about Max, and later on we will talk we will be talking about the descendants and or descendants. So right now we are speaking with Lainey about Max, which is another film that I have wanted to watch. I have not seen I like I need to see these films, guys. So Lainey, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm glad you are doing great. So can you tell us a little bit about this film? Like, you know, the background story or the plot line? So the story is about a dog who was trained to go to war when his beloved trainer, Kyle Wincott, played by Robbie Amell, dies and the dog Max cannot function correctly. So his family saves him from getting put down and he shares a very close relationship between Kyle's younger brother, Justin Wincott, played by Josh Wiggins. But at the same time, Max rescues his own family in so many ways. I mean, when I saw the trailer for this film, I I automatically really wanted to see this because, first of all, I'm a dog lover. Like, dogs are amazing. Puppies are amazing. Dogs are amazing. All types of breeds. I just want to say that because dogs are absolutely amazing. Cats are okay, but dogs are on top. <laughs> so what did you think about Max the dog, like him as the dog? So what I thought about Max the dog was that he was amazing. I thought he really, well, I know he's a dog, but he played his part really well, and I really thought that he did it good and I oh my gosh I really felt I really felt for the dog he just yes yeah it's like in movies it's like you have this connection with people obviously because you are one and you're like oh my gosh I hope you know this doesn't happen it's like but when it comes to animals it, I don't know it's just this whole another thing you're like oh my gosh they be- something better not happen to that dog like he's only better not happen to that dog so it, it just baffles me how close we are with animals and then when people like have these problems we're like oh okay you'll get over it so, so it's, which is kind of sad but you know whatever Boaz Yakin is one of the writers and is the director of this film so how do you think he's pulling this whole film off so i thought the director pulled this off pretty well and how i thought the director pulled it off was that he showed the family all connecting together and i really felt like the family had a really close relationship at the very end oh and i i also like to um say that i feel like dogs and animals in general like if you have a pet if you have a hamster a guinea pig which i have um a cat a, a dog whatever you have i feel like you know animals kind of bring your family together because it's I don't know. It's something that you all share. It's something that, you know, you all love and care about. So I definitely understand, you know, how bringing together, um, you know, how the director did that. How did you like the overall production? Like, what was your favorite aspect of this film? Um, My favorite aspect of this film was the dog because he was trained so well. He was trained so well to sniff out all the bombs. Mm -hmm. And And it's really cool. Um, to see it on screen, like how, you know, how he sniffs out things and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also how the trainers train, you know, animals on set because, you know, it's that, that's a whole nother job in itself because you, you know, he has to look up at this moment. He has to do this. He has to do this. And it's like, you know, he just came into this like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, act like this. But, you know, it's, it's cool how they train them. Yes. I think it's really cool how they train the mm-hmm. animals. 
So what about the acting? Well, not not the dogs acting, because <laughs> we already covered that, mm-hmm. but, you know, the acting in the film. Well, I thought that the acting was just okay, because I felt kind of like more I was watching a TV show rather than like an amazing movie, mm-hmm. but a person who I did feel really did their part well was the trainer Kyle Wincott played by Robbie Amell I thought he really did his part well and um is there a reason that you felt like you know he didn't he did his part really well or he you know shone through his character um yes because I could definitely feel the love shared between him and his dog and how he really put himself in his character's shoes well that's good that you know even though not every movie is awesome and fantastic. Well, not every movie is perfect because no one can no one can get perfect, but it's good to see that, you know, a couple of characters have that, you know, good thing that you can see. You're mm-hmm. listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking about Max and the Descendants. So right now let's continue speaking with Lainey about Max. And we were just talking about, you know, the acting and we were talking about the favorite aspect and the dog Max and all that situation. So, do you have a favorite scene in this film? Yes, my favorite scene was when Justin Wincott, played by Josh Wiggins, was watching a video of when Max was a puppy and he was getting trained to be a marine dog and so he you know he had to sniff out the explosives and this well the scene actually made me cry because Justin was so devastated for the loss of his brother. But it also reminded me of how strong Max's relationship was with him. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, seeing your brother in a, you know, a different light that you never saw. And, you know, being sad about, you know, his his um, deceasing, if that's a word. Sorry, I'm making up words today. It may be a word, it may not. And also seeing the connection between the trainer and the dog, which is, you know, phenomenal. Because, again, dogs are awesome. <laughs> so, how many stars do you give this film out of five? I would give this film a 3.5 out of five stars. Because, like, some of the acting... I wasn't in love with some of the acting, but the story definitely sends a great message. Yeah, uh, and what is that message? The message, I think, is that you need a family to survive and that family always comes first. Yes. I've had a lot of situations where it's like I have to choose between. It's like, well, do I want to do this or do I want to do this? And it's like either family or, you know, going out. And it's like a lot of the times I'm like, no, this is my family. This is the people that I'm around with most. This is the people that have, you know, taught me and and given me life and stuff like that. So I definitely understand (laughs) the whole picking family because family will be with you. So what is the age range in this film? Or what do you think the age range would be for this film? I would recommend the ages 10 to 18 because this movie is pretty intense but it's not graphic mm-hmm. and any other reason like you know or is there any profanity or anything like that that parents should watch out for when taking their children for this film well another reason why i rated it well why i'd give the age recommendation of 10 to 18 is because the war scene is a little bit you know scary mm-hmm. That is true, because with war comes several different aspects. So thank you for telling us that. Do you have a favorite character? My favorite character would be Kyle, because, again, he, he really acted out his part well. And I could really, I it just made me so sad when he died. 
Mm -hmm. And do you see this film, because there has to be, I think, I think with any film, there has to be a certain level of kind of realism to it, you know, with anything. So do you think that any of this film is possible? I mean, not, not possible. Do you think, do you see this happening? Do you, you know, relate to it anyway? Yes, I, I re- well, I think that it could make people really realize what it could have been like to have a family away at war, you know, and again, the relationship between a dog and like the human yeah, because that that whole situation and relationship is amazing. So is there anything that you would want to add or take out of this film? Or, you know, how about the length or anything that you'd like to change? Something that I might like to change is maybe just the acting a little bit, you know, the characters. That is true, that is true. What did you like most about this film? Since, you know, the acting was the only thing that was, you know, kind of not the best thing. But <laughs> what was the best thing that you liked about this film? The best thing that I liked about this film was that it really showed the pain of the military life and like losing a family member. Mm-hmm. And we things happen and but it's not like we don't have to a lot of us well our generation didn't have to go through the whole you know world war one world war two civil war all and all those different things and it's like to see grandparents and great-grandparents who have those stories like and then this happened and this and then this happened we don't get to experience that so it's that it's cool and good and awesome that this film kind of portrays that a little bit what genre do you give this film wait can you explain a little what that <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> uh, genre is basically like it could be action it could be comedy it could be drama you know um well i think it would be drama definitely yeah. drama Lainey, thank you so much for talking with us today all about Max. Thank you. (laughs) I hope to speak with you again because it was awesome, amazing. Guys, Max is in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopitan from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Our voices need to be heard. Tune in every week for Women Investing in Women and Girls. This is a groundbreaking program that spotlights global issues from the perspectives of young women and teens. Our program is aimed at young listeners in general, including young men who wish to be engaged in our global dialogues. Come join us every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for Women Investing in Women and Girls and follow the global economic revolution on the Voice America Kids channel. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. 
There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and right now we have with us Will, and we are going to be talking all about the new animated feature film, Inside Out, which looks absolutely adorable. Uh, so how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Inside Out? Inside Out is about a teenage girl who suddenly moves cities, and the emotions inside of her head try to um, come to terms with it as well as her herself. And the movie just shows how the emotions and the girl herself affect one another and get her through the adolescence. And in this film, uh, I have not yet seen it, but I cannot wait to go see it. I'm actually taking my little brother to go see it on Friday. Um, And it looks very, very colorful. All of the characters are very interesting shapes, and there's a lot of colors. And uh, talk to me a little bit about the animation and what you thought. Well, the animators that are Wonderful job with the art direction, um, definitely. There are a lot of things that'll keep your attention, um, different shapes and colors, like you said, that just you know make the animation pop. Is you can definitely see how far animation has come and how far it's going. And talk to me a little bit about the voice actors because this film has some incredible talent. Um, it has Amy Poehler, it has Phyllis Smith, Bill Hader. Uh, so talk to me about what you thought about them and how they did. There can't really be a successful animated film without good voice acting, and there is no exception to Inside Out. Um, Bill Hader does a fantastic job. I think he's hilarious in person. He's uh, hilarious over voiceover. The same thing with Amy Poehler and Mindy Kaling. Um, the MVP, though, is probably Phyllis Smith. 
Um, she voices sadness. She does a fantastic job. But you also have the great Diane Lane doing a voiceover as well. So it's an all-star cast. And what did you think about the soundtrack to this film? The soundtrack, it evoked the emotions in the right places at the right times. So it does its job well. Um, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to get an Oscar nomination for best score or anything, but it, it does its job well. And how accurately do you think that the emotions were depicted? And did the emotions have their own emotions that they were able to feel? Or was it like anger was just angry and never anything else? And sadness was just sad and never anything else? Yeah, that's definitely the way it was. Anger was always angry and disgust was always disgusted and fear was always fearful. Um, I read I read an article on how they chose the emotions. And yes, the emotions for the children are accurate. Now, when it comes to the emotions for the adults, like the mother and father, there's obviously some parody there. You know, like, um, you know, the father's emotions are always thinking about sports and uh, the father's <laughs> emotions are always thinking about the hot Brazilian husband she could have had. So there's some, there's some parody in there. But for the most part, the emotions are, are true to form. Mm-hmm. And do you have a favorite emotion? Not necessarily one that you related to the most, but one that maybe got you laughing the most or I don't know, the most entertaining emotion you'd find? Well, I'm a huge Woody Allen fan, mm-hmm. um, and he's a neurotic guy, so definitely fear. Fear was just this neurotic mess, uh, and I, lo- I loved his humor. Mm-hmm. And I hear that you take uh, or you took your younger sister to see this film. What did she think of it? Well, when I went to see the film, she had to use the restroom a lot, you know, so I had to see it a second time to really get a good handle on it. But the parts she did see, she didn't, she didn't, she did enjoy, mm-hmm. but this film is really more for the adults, actually. Oh, um, really? Adult, yes, definitely, because the emotions... This film is a, a gigantic metaphor. It's all analogous, and so there are definitely most of the jokes that kids aren't going to understand. They won't be able to relate to the emotions, reactions, and what they're saying or doing, so I definitely think it's for our age and up. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting, because you know, what I was expecting from this film was almost sort of like a guide to help children navigate their own emotions, because mm-hmm. you know it's very clearly laying out, like, this emotion is this, and that emotion is that, but I think that's a very interesting take. I'll definitely have to watch it and see what I think about that. So, do you have a favorite scene or any really memorable moments you know i i i mean there's obviously i there's one moment i love but it's a huge spoiler so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give it away but Mm -hmm. just the i'm in love with the entire film I, i think it's one of the greatest movies ever made and easily the best animated film of all time that is definitely uh, a big plus i think um i think it's, <laughs> it's a bold because, statement yeah yeah well i think it's nice too because like disney and pixar uh they're coming out with a lot of films lately um you know minions is coming out soon and uh, the secret life of animals and so mm-hmm. sort of these uh, animated films that aren't super similar to things that i have seen in the past you know there's a lot of i don't know a lot of very interesting characters and not a lot of of humans and i think that's definitely an interesting take you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network i'm your host raven devaney and today we are talking about inside out me and earl and the dying girl and mac and uh right now we are talking about inside out uh which sounds like a phenomenal film So what do you think are the messages and deeper meanings of the films? I know you were saying sort of this entire film is like a metaphor. Yeah, the the entire film is supposed to represent what we are mentally. And it's supposed to give this, albeit not completely serious, but it's one nonetheless, this sort of explanation to how our mind works. Mm -hmm. And so the, the metaphor, the analogy comes from comparing, you know, our idea of emotions 
which are, you know, they're untangible, you know, things and make them into these real talking life forms. And and that's what's so brilliant about the movie. And, you know, the driving force behind all stories and all films is sort of a conflict. So can you talk to us a little bit about the conflict that you found in this film? Yes, the conflict comes when sadness starts to suddenly try to um, uh, change all of all of her memories and into sad things. You know, she can't help it. And then Joy has to try and save it. And Joy and Sadness both get out of headquarters, which is, you know, the main part of the brain that controls the emotions. And so the only people left for a few days controlling the girl is anger, fear, and disgust. So imagine having those emotions exclusively to you for about a week or so. And that's where the conflict comes. They have to get back to headquarters so that Joy and Sadness could also be a part of her life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested about uh, the character development. Did you find that there was any sort of character development between the emotions or were they pretty much, you know, the same throughout the entire film? Well, Joy Joy always felt that happiness was the best emotion and that's all she needed. But throughout the movie, she learns that there's no happiness without sadness. So her character definitely develops um, the main character, or uh, not main character, but the, the device used in the emotions, the, the girl who's going through all this, she doesn't necessarily develop. She just kind of goes where her emotions take her, you know? So as the emotions develop, gradually so does the girl develop. Uh, so do you think, as you said, you know, this is definitely for, you know, sort of our age group. Uh, what do you think adults will think of this film, you know, or families that go to see it? I think this will make adults very nostalgic. This is one of the most original movies to come out in about seven years. So, you know, what it does is it provides this theory of what, you know, could possibly be going on in our head if our emotions could talk. And I think it's going to make adults very nostalgic. You know, they're asking themselves, was I like that? Did did I think like that? And they're going to relate, of course, um, you know, to the adolescents. Maybe some of them have their own kids. They're going to understand what's going on. It just gives a completely new perspective on emotions themselves, and I think no one can appreciate that more than adults. I would definitely have to agree with you. So do you have any characters in this film that you related to, and can you talk to me maybe about some of the other characters that aren't just, you know, the emotions and then the girl who's feeling them? Mm-hmm. Relate to... I I related, I guess, most to a mixture of um, fear and sadness, only because those fit my personality more. Not that I'm a sad, fearful person, but just the way they acted, kind of neurotically and also sort of always going off of, you know, the way you feel, not thinking before you do something. And um, as for the other characters, all the characters are shown with their emotions in mind, even the mother and father. So um, they're all pretty one-dimensional for the most part. They're, they're, set, they're definitely secondary characters. And how many stars do you give this film on a scale of one to five? Oh, uh, definitely a, a, a ten. Uh, no, it's five out of five stars. And um, my one last question for you is, mm-hmm. you know, they ha- they have the sort of main emotions um, that they they chose. They chose, you know, fear, disgust, anger, and sadness. Do you wish that they would have added in, you know, another main emotion, or do you think that that's, you know, about right? I mean, five is just such a good number to have. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think a sixth might have added something different. But the film is so perfect that I can't imagine there being a six. Um, what would the sixth emotion be is also the, the other question. Um, I couldn't think of you mm-hmm. know, another sixth emotion. I think five is just perfect. I think what they had was great. 
Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you liked the film as it is, and I definitely cannot wait to check it out. So you guys at home should make sure you check it out as well. It is in theaters now, um, so make sure you swing by and find out all about Inside Out. Uh, Willie, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Oh, thank you. You're great. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see how you can become part of our Kids First family. And make sure you check out your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check out our blog on the Huffington Post teen section. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, from Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. 